multiple whistleblowers have alleged over the past decade that state and military leadership has failed victims of workplace hostility and sexual assault within the Wyoming National Guard. A joint investigation from the nonprofit publication Wildfile and Wyoming Public Media found specifically that women's complaints often fell on deaf ears and solicited retaliation. To learn more, K2L's Will Walkie interviewed the three authors of the recent investigation, Jennifer Coker, Camila Kudelska, and Tennessee Watson. Jennifer, Tennessee, and Camila, thank you so much for joining me and for talking with K2L about this reporting. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having us. Could, could one of you just outline a little bit some of exactly the types of discrimination and retaliation some of the women that you interviewed for this story are facing? I, I, I can start there. Um, there was a general consensus of three of the women that I had spoken to. They were in the position to report sexual assaults and sexual harassment and discrimination to a, a smaller degree. And in all cases, they felt that once they brought those cases or attempted to bring those cases up the chain of command and through the process as dictated, that they were then, it wasn't a private process as it was supposed to be. And they were either discouraged from reporting. um, And and by that, I mean, uh, the people they would tell to their direct superiors would say, I don't think that's necessarily as serious as you think it is. It was kind of degrees of seriousness as it, based on subjective judgment. And, and then it was retaliation for that. Camilla, in, in, your, in your Wyoming public media story, one of your characters talked about when she came forward, her supervisor and the person that she was talking to sort of mentioned things like alcoholism and just classic kind of deflecting blame toward her um, rather than toward something else, it seems like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so Jenny Rigg uh, was someone, as Jen mentioned, who actually had the power to help um, certain airmen be able to um, report sexual harassment and sexual assault. And she struggled when just trying to help them report her commanders were telling her that she shouldn't do this. Uh, And it got worse when she tried to report her own sexual harassment. And that's where it kind of came to what Jen was talking about, which is like personal retaliation and what you were referring to. That's when the commanders started really reflect deflecting on her personal issues that had nothing to do whether she was truly sexually harassed or not. Um, And I, I think to what Jen was saying earlier, you know, In most cases, these women were retaliated in the way that they weren't able to do their job anymore. And they all really, really care about the work that they were doing. They wanted to help and serve the United States um, through the National Guard, through what they were doing. And I think that was always with at least Jenny, it was for sure one of the main reasons why she felt compelled to try to figure out a solution to this because she felt like she wasn't, the airmen weren't getting the service that they needed from her. So I want to talk a little bit about how this situation changes moving forward. Tennessee, you mentioned the state legislature. I'm curious, what, what, what can they actually do to help the situation like this? And do you have a sense that that might happen moving forward this year? 
Yeah, I reached out to um, some national experts that are working on this issue in other states because Wyoming is not alone um, with this challenge. And um, some of the folks I talked to suggested simpler things like if the legislature would require quarterly reports from the guard, um, you know, how many complaints are we getting and what are you doing about them? How many of them are investigated? How many of them lead um, to some kind of consequence or punishment? And just being able to watch the, the flow in of allegations and then how they're processed. Um, but of course, that's you know not a solution in and of itself. I know that Vermont tried something similar where public officials admitted like, yeah, we, we were getting those reports from our guard, but we weren't necessarily looking at them. So of course, in addition to requiring um, reporting from the guard, it would have to be a priority on the part of the legislature to review that. They, they would need to see themselves um, as a body with the power to hold the guard to account. They do have on their agenda for the November meeting of the Committee of Transportation, Highways, and Military that they will discuss these issues. I'm just curious, had any of you reported on anything remotely like this before? And, you know, I'm just curious what it was like reporting on something that to me was just so, so sad and so serious as well. I've I've done reporting like this before. Um, I think there's similarities between this story about the guard and um, reporting that I've done about campus sexual assault. Um, It also reminds me of issues faced by Native American communities that, you know, in all three of those examples, whether it's campus sexual assault, what's happening with the National Guard, or missing and murdered Indigenous people, perpetrators operate with impunity because of these jurisdictional issues. Sort of like, whose job is this? Not my job, it's that person's job. And a lot of like passing it around. So yeah, it, 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 it's definitely challenging terrain. Um, and, I, and I think it's, you know, it's challenging because to me, the way not to tarnish your reputation is to do a good job and follow through when people say that they're harmed. But I think there's this inclination on the part of people in positions of power that they don't even want to admit that it's happening under their watch. And that feels like there needs to be a bigger cultural shift, which says like, your tarnish, your, your reputation isn't tarnished because it happens. It's tarnished because of how you respond to it. And I think until we get to that place as a culture um, where we're really like clued into accountability and addressing harm and finding pathways to repair, like people are going to be able to continue to get away with this stuff. Tennessee, Jennifer, and Camila, thank you so much for joining KHOL for talking about this reporting. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much.